What's up, Yankee fans? It is Greg with another edition of Yankee Crazy Podcast. And today we're actually going to start off the show a little bit down, a little bit sad. Mel Stottlemyre, Yankee, ex-Yankee great pitcher and ex-pitching coach, passed away he was 77 and he had was battling cancer for a while and unfortunately he passed away today. So Mel Stottlemyre was Yankees he was a Yankee back in the 60s and into the 70s and he was the Yankees pitching coach under Joe um, I'm sorry under Joe Torre and he was part of all those awesome Yankee World Series teams. And it is, um, it is, it is a sad day. Sad day in Yankee, in the Yankee family. So, sending out our condolences to Mel and his family. Unfortunate. Uh, you know, you read a lot about him, and everybody says he was such a nice guy. He was a really, really awesome pitching coach. And Mariano Rivera actually was interviewed a while back, and he just couldn't talk more uh, kinder and and just so many really awesome things to say about. Mel Stottlemyre. So, one of the things he did say in this story is he said that Mel Stottlemyre made everybody on the Yankee pitching staff feel like they were the best pitchers in the world. And he said, and that's what you need. He goes, even if it wasn't true, he goes, you gotta hear that. And he said something interesting. When you hear that over and over again, you start believing it. And he feels that that really helped all the Yankee pitchers in their confidence and just excelling. So that was that was a cool story. That was great to hear from Mariano. And um, it's too bad. It is too bad that Mel Stottlemyre has passed away. And it is, you know, I, Yankees have not, you know, I, I think Larry Rothschild took over after Mel Stottlemyre. I'm not sure. I gotta go back and see, but Larry Rothschild's the uh, the last one that I recall uh, anybody being after Mel Stottlemyre. And I am not the biggest fan of Larry Rothschild's, from what I hear. You know, and I hear different stuff. I, you know, it's all conflicting and nobody knows. But one thing that really is glaring that, that, that I am... Uh, feel that I've become aware of is last year when Luis Severino was tipping his pitches they eventually found out and it appears that he was doing it all through the second half of the season because first half he was amazing amazing lights out everybody thought he continues this he is going to be easy Cy Young Award winner and then he struggled and then after the season came, after the season ended, it came out that he was tipping pitches. And I forget who, I forget who was the first to uh, figure that out. I, you know, I did, I did a show about that 
a while back when it first came out because the Yes Network had a feature on it. And it kind of amazes me that whoever it was, it was this separate outlet picked this up. But how did the Yankees not pick up on this? How did Larry Rothschild not pick up on this? And that's a little disheartening. And, you know, you look at the way some of the Yankee pitchers have struggled, and you can't put all the blame on a pitching coach. But I think you got to put a little bit on them. And, you know, they did win 100 games last year, and they did piece it together. And there were Joe Girardi teams also that just gritted it out and had a lot of injuries. And so... I don't know. You, you can't completely say Larry Rothschild is not a good pitching coach, but something like that where he didn't pick up on that, and you know, you got to blame the blame the Yankees staff as well that they didn't pick up on it. It makes you kind of wonder, like, what's what's going on? So that's a that's a little bit of um, some some criticism on Larry Rothschild. So I, you know, as I said, I don't know everything about pitching coaches and, and, and if it really reflects everything, but I don't know. He's been their pitching coach for a while and he, you know, they must have faith in him. He must be good. Uh, it was interesting that Aaron Boone changed the, his whole staff when Joe Girardi came in. Uh, I mean, when he replaced Joe Girardi, but he kept Larry Rothschild. So that is, that is interesting. And I wonder I wonder if that was something with Brian Cashman in the front office and they said, you gotta, that was like part of Aaron Boone being hired. He said, you gotta keep Larry Rothschild. I don't know. I would have, I would have imagined that Aaron Boone would have wanted to bring his own guy in and like he did with the rest of the staff. So interesting. We'll, we'll have to see, but, you know, I've seen some people, there, there's someone who I follow on social media, and um, she, we might actually have an interview with her, she's a big Yankee fan, has her own show, when that gets closer, we'll, we'll give more details, but she had a Fire, fire Rothschild uh, hashtag going, and we might have to ask her what her thought is on that, so... We'll see. We'll see. Other news in Yankee land is Miguel Andujar, he posted on social media, so, uh, I think they called it a montage, and it was like video clips and some photographs of him working on his defense down in the Dominican Republic. So, interesting stuff. Is he hearing what everyone's talking about, saying that his defense isn't good? I wonder... Uh, if that has gotten to him and that's why he posted it. You know, there has been a lot of talk, but you always wonder, are these guys reading social media? I know he's on, um, I think he's on Twitter. He might be on Instagram too. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. But speaking of Instagram, are you following us? If you're not, please go follow us on Instagram at Yankee Crazy Podcast, Twitter, Yankee Crazy Pod, email, yankeecrazypodcast at gmail.com, and Facebook. Go give us a like. Get us up to, what? what did we, hit? we said we had crazy goals. What do we want to be up at? 10,000 by the end of the year? 
What do you think? <laughs> Some lofty goals, but yeah, hey, you know, you got to dream big, right? That's, that's what you got to do. So get us there. But getting back to it, Miguel Andujar, I hope he's improved over the winter. I hope his defense is going to be better. And I still haven't, I know I've been saying it, but I keep wanting to look up how many of his errors were throwing and how many were fielding. So that would be an interesting stat. Anyway, he'll go into spring training. We think, you know, the, it, it appears that with the, the, uh, the DJ signing, I'm going to just stop saying his last name so I don't butcher it. <laughs> or just get Mario to, uh, to, to say it since he is the, the pronunciation king. And if you didn't catch our last episode, you should go back and check it out because I basically got Dos Equis their next spokesperson. So go back and see. Hint, hint. It's Mario. <laughs> he might need a different tagline than uh, stay thirsty, my friends. He might he might have, I don't know. Well, we could think of something for him to say, but wouldn't it be great? It would be, it would be really awesome. Just agree with me, Mario. He, yeah, yeah. He, you, I know you agree because I'm, I'm like getting you some endorsement deals. And, you know, we're always open for endorsements and sponsorships. So if Dos Equis is actually listening to this, <clears throat> they can easily get in touch with us and... Mario is sitting by the hotline. We don't even have a hotline number. But <laughs> Do you realize that? Do you realize that I keep saying the bat, the bat phone hotline and uh, we don't have a number yet. But we're going to hook that up because we're going to do, be doing some more interviews. We're getting some people and getting them on the phone, not in the studio. Uh, although we had Susanna in the studio and want to do a, a, a Mario interview. Sit him down. So... So you guys can get to uh, know him a little bit better and just not know him as uh, the next Dos Equis spokesperson. <laughs> and speaking of, I don't know what I was, was actually speaking of that I wanted to get to this, but I was pretty stoked the other day when we got a like from Jim Duquette. And if you don't know who Jim Duquette is, then you, I don't know, you must not follow baseball. Because Jim Duquette is super smart guy. He was GM for the Mets and the Orioles. And now he is on SNY. And he's on MLB. Uh, you know, he, he is often on with uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo on High Heat. And I was really stoked. I was stoked on that because I have such respect and admiration for him. You hear him talk baseball and you're just like, he's, he's, he really is awesome. So we're really stoked about that. And Jim, if you're listening to this, you want to call in the show. Always. We are always open for interviews. Uh, and like I said, we'll get that number. <laughs> as soon as we get that number, I will post it for you to call. But if you email us, if you are someone, if you are, let's say Derek Jeter or Jim Duquette, or Aaron Boone, or anyone Yankees-related, or baseball-related, we, you can always get in touch with us by email, and then I'll give you my cell phone number, and then you can really call into the show. <laughs> oh, man, that would be awesome. Uh, 2019 is the, the year of our 
uh, interviews. We're going to have a lot of interviews. I can feel it. We're going to get some famous people. Maybe even Aaron Judge. Maybe even Aaron Judge would be on the show. That would be, oh, man. That would be really super awesome. But on to another bit of info. So the Phillies, they have had a meeting with Bryce Harper and supposedly they uh, originally I guess the I guess the rumor is that they really wanted Manny Machado to sign with them and second was Bryce Harper on their list and it appears that I think the White Sox the White Sox had the highest offer to Machado at 8 years and what is it 2 50 something like that where it whatever it was it worked out to like 31 million a year and that's that's a lot of money that is a lot of money and how many we gotta look up how many times has Manny Machado uh placed in like the top five in MVP voting I wonder what that is because it would be interesting because uh, he's had some he's had great seasons and he's been super consistent so I wonder where he ranks for that because that is you know that is an MVP salary definitely and I wonder what Bryce Harper is going to get I wonder what the offer is from the Phillies and someone wrote someone said something like Bryce Harper I would offer him five years so that he could go back out on the market at age 31 and you know, granted, yes, you, he could potentially do that, and he's still young and, and still can be legitimate superstar. But you got to know that these guys, they want big contracts. Who knows what's going to happen in four years? You know, what if he gets hurt and he comes out and, you know, he's, he's a free agent at 31 after signing a, a short-term deal and... What if he's not the player he is? These guys got to make their money. He wants to make as much money as he can for as long a period of time as he can. So that's what you got to understand, that these guys, you never know what's going to happen in baseball. You could be injured and out, and, and that's it. So you can't really knock anybody for trying to get the most money that they can. So it'll be curious to see what the Phillies offer. And to, to both of them, if the Phillies are offering, I, I, don't, I haven't seen any numbers for what they've um, uh, offered to Machado. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors. You know, everybody thinks they're in the seven to eight range, unless I've, unless I've read it and, and can't recall it. But they have got to be in that eight to 25 at least, right? And with the White Sox, if Manny Machado is just going for the most money, he's obviously going to take their offer. And they were at seven years for, I think, 30 per year. And they just bumped it up to eight at 31. So it'll be interesting. And we are getting closer to spring training. And we are only 30 days away, which is crazy, right? We're a month away. And it cannot come soon enough, right? We need some baseball. We need baseball really badly, and pitchers and catchers going to show up soon, and always exciting part of the year. And, you know, with, with the Yankees and the New York papers and sports, it is 
you know, the Jets just hired a new head coach, but it's you're seeing more Yankees articles as we're getting closer and, you know, football's over for the Giants and Jets. And, you know, the football is still, NFL is a, a, 20, is a, um, a 12-month sport. There's always people interested in NFL. and But baseball is starting to take the front seat because it's getting close. It is getting close. Obviously, the NFL playoffs, but I'm talking about New York-specific teams who have been out since I don't know when. It, it's, it's, it's sad about the, the state of the, the Jets and the Giants, but hopefully both those two teams will turn it around. But Yankees, they don't have to turn it around. They just have to beat Boston this year. And one addition that I really, really like is DJ. DJ, should I call him DJ L? DJ L, so I don't have to pronounce his name. <laughs> or maybe I should just learn his name and get it right. But anyway, someone posted his spray chart. And that, if, you, if you're like, if you don't know what a spray chart is, it is where a player hits the ball. So they go through like the whole year of his at-bats and where he has hit the ball. And that was just posted. And DJL is, he is really, uh, number one, great contact hitter. And number two, he hits to all fields. If you look at that spray chart, it looks like a, uh, a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> That's right, isn't, isn't he the guy who's got all the splatters all over the place? He is, isn't he? Yeah. So <clears throat> it looks like one of his paintings because he's got, his spray chart is everywhere. So you obviously cannot do a shift on him. So he is a great pickup. I think he's going to have a really good year. And, you know, forget about this Coors Field uh, hitting situation where away from Coors Field, he hit three. Uh, I'm sorry. Away from Coors Field, he was like at 230 or something. And then at Coors Field, he was like 340, something like that. There was a great disparity between the two. And... Someone, after seeing that, and all this like, oh, we can only hit a course, someone else posted what Aaron Judge does on the road, and his was, his was even worse. The disparity between Judge home and away stats, he hit much better at Yankee Stadium. So, can't knock it. Can't knock DJL. We will see what happens. And he's a great defender. So it's a it's a great pickup. And, you know, maybe, you know, a lot of people saying, well, it's a budget pickup that they're doing that and possibly not signing Manny Machado. But it is a, a smart baseball move to me. That's That's what I see that as. And still some time left. You never know. Yankees could pull off something something crazy because I haven't read the article. I'm, I'm going to have to give the full scoop on this one tomorrow, but I did read the headline that, you know, this is another article my, my aunt sent me and it is about, and I did see a, a, a Twitter headline on it too, but Hal Steinbrenner, I guess, has been gauging what Yankee fans are saying on social media or uh, he's got his people telling him. I'm, I'm sure that's what it is. I'm sure he's not reading it. He probably has like some 
it's probably somebody who just looks at social media, and I don't know if it's their, um, who's their press guy? Jason Zillow. Maybe it's him, or maybe it's somebody underneath him, probably someone underneath him checking all that. But anyway, he had the headline, and I'll give this, I'll, I'll probably go into this on uh, our next show when I am able to read the, the full report, but he is watching and he is hearing, I should say, what Yankee fans are saying, and I'll, I'll give you guys the scoop on that, but it's interesting. It is interesting in our day and age how owners are more aware of what the fans have to say from social media, and there's plenty of people out there saying that, call, you know, calling the Yankees the, um, you know, there was one headline that said, the luxury, the, the, the luxury tax champions or something like that, where they're under, obviously, the luxury tax, and it's, it's interesting. I'll give you that full scoop, but you know, I can understand why some people are upset, because the Yankees kept saying they had this plan to get under the luxury tax so they could sign more free agents, but they're, you know, they're being financially responsible in some ways, but is that working? You know, it seems like Boston and Los Angeles have taken the Yankees' old method of having the highest payrolls and getting to the World Series. Look, you know, look at the Dodgers. Two two trips to the World Series in a row, and they were, I don't know what they were uh, two years ago, but last season they were the second highest. So, you know, unfortunately, you gotta, you gotta pay. You gotta have these high, you know, high salaries. Although, you know, Yankees did do well, but obviously they didn't win the World Series. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. So I will leave you with that. You guys can ponder that a little bit and, uh, and let us know. Let us know your thoughts on that. And uh, before we go, just got to do a quick shout out to our, one of our new sponsors, Isogenics. And spring training, as I said, is coming soon. And I am in the middle of my own spring training with Isogenics. And I am using their products to get into shape, get my nutrition much better. And they have a whole line of products you should check out. And they've got 30-day programs that you can order and comes with everything that you need to get in shape for 30 days between protein shakes and other detoxifiers and cleansers and all that great stuff. And you get a coach. You get someone to guide you through it. So go check it out. And where do you check it out? At staystoked.isogenics.com. And that's S-T-A-Y-S-T-O-K-E-D dot I-S-A-G-E-N-I-X dot com. And they got a money-back guarantee. So go check it out. It, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Get yourself in shape. Get yourself eating healthy. And start this new year off right. We're already halfway through. Holy cow. Crazy. Crazy. So, again, just want to say we are sending our condolences to Mel Stottlemyre's uh, family and oh, you know what? I didn't. I didn't tell the story. Here's a here's a story, <clears throat> and I didn't get the full, uh, the full story from my aunt. But my cousin, <laughs> he 
he, when he was a little kid, people used to ask him what his name was, and he'd say Mel Stottlemyre. <laughs> he was a Mel Stottlemyre fan from like age four. Oh man, so funny. I'm gonna have to get the full scoop on that story too. I don't, I don't know all the details, but that is a Mel Stottlemyre story. And uh, there was a great Mel Stottlemyre uh, piece about how when he was a rookie at like 22, I think, he pitched in the World Series and went up against Bob Gibson and the Yankees ended up winning that game. So how awesome is that? Come into a come into the World Series playing for the Yankees and you go up against Hall of Famer, one of the greatest pitchers ever in Bob Gibson, and you outduel him and win. So awesome stuff. Mel Stottlemyre, awesome pitcher, awesome pitcher, pitching coach, and from what everybody says, just an awesome guy, really great human being, which is the most important part of that, right? So, R.I.P. Mel, we will miss you, and uh, our condolences to the family. All right, guys, that is it. Stay tuned, and let's go Yankees.